honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Of course, Stitcher and Double Twist, both for Android apps and iTunes for Apple. Welcome aboard Timberwolves Explosion once again. We've got, let's see how many, five games. <laughs> five games to review. I won't try to go too far into depth because you know what? It's like there isn't a whole lot to say, especially about particular ones. There is a lot to say, and there isn't, if you get the idea. So I'll try to get into it as soon as possible. Um, the Wolves went 1-4 and four this past week. Uh, it's not No surprise, Monday, December the 28th, the Timberwolves lost the game, 101-95, but it was fairly competitive, yet, well, <laughs> key players weren't in this game, unfortunately, so it kind of made, uh, made the game more competitive in favor of the Timberwolves. But there's a trend I've been noticing. That's driving me crazy. Of course, there's several trends I've been noticing over the course of time. Uh, but yeah, no Tim Duncan in the game. So, I mean, it makes a difference. It, it it doesn't make the difference that it did in the past, but it still made a fairly significant difference. David West, certainly nothing special out there. Only two rebounds when he started at center in, in Duncan's stead. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, not special at all either. Only six points in the game. Kawhi Leonard was good. It was a nice matchup between Leonard and Wiggins. Uh, you'll hear from... Today, Brown, much later in the fan interaction segment, kind of commenting about that. There's not a whole lot to say about a lot about a lot of these games. I mean, this team does not really show a whole lot of energy out there. Though this game, this was probably one of their best games of the week. Carl uh, Anthony Towns went up with a uh, double-double. Rubio, 14 assists. I mean, you know, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Levine kind of in and out of the rotation. It seems like Sam Mitchell's kind of getting a little crazy now. He's, it's like he's punishing guys, not letting them play, and then he's letting them play a lot, and then he's not letting them play. It's kind of a seesaw all over the place. Oh, I've used that word already, so I can't use it for this episode too much. Uh, well, there had been a trend of Wiggins not getting to the free throw line, and this one he did, but he was only 2 of 8 from the line. A big struggle overall for him. Uh, it's It's... It's just a frustrating game to watch. Again, I don't have a whole lot to say. Shabazz Muhammad, again, underutilized out there. Only 11 and a half minutes. He was 3 of 4 from the floor. Kind of a trend during the course of this week where Shabazz Muhammad probably deserved a lot more playing time than he got during the course of time. And that might be why some other guys start to lose some of their minutes <laughs> uh, again during the course of time. This was a pretty ugly game. The Timberwolves could have won this game if they were more serious. It just seems like these guys aren't real serious out there, and it's driving a lot of us crazy. Wiggins seems to have a... It's kind of been a daily thing now where he seems to have a daze in his eye. Uh, a, a disconnect, so to speak. That's kind of going to be the theme of this show today. A disconnect. I've been noticing a trend of late between... Uh, well, you know, Kevin Garnett's kind of trying to rev guys up and lead the way, and I'm going to get out of that game now and move on to Wednesday, December the 30th. But before I continue, I might as well say this now. Um... See, when you watch, see, Garnett's always up and, and energetic and hyped up and showing guys this, this, and that. He's talking to them and such. Gorgie Zhang listens, and 
I've been noticing that, and he continues to get better and better and better, and he's been getting plenty of playing time during the course of the season, and when he starts, he does really well, and when he gets plenty of minutes off the bench, he generally does well. Didn't particularly play that well against the Spurs, but I don't know. It seemed like none of the Wolves' power forwards play very well against the Spurs' power forward centers. None of the Wolves' big men really play that well against them for whatever reason. As to, to note, Carl Anthony Towns, only 10 points again, though he did wind up with 12 rebounds. That's good. Um, but there's a disconnect going on here, and it's starting to piss me off a little bit. Um, see how Gorgie and Garnett have a connection. But then, when Garnett's talking to the guys, it seems like Wiggins just kind of looks the other way, kind of doesn't really care. It's kind of like when I talk to some of the younger generations, <laughs> half the time, they're not really listening to you, and it seems like that's what Wiggins is doing to Garnett. He's just kind of looking the other way. I don't know what it is, if it's a general generational thing, or a positional thing, where it's more of like a, a, a big man posting up type of deal with Gorgie Zhang. So why, why does Wiggins need to listen? Why does Wiggins need to kind of, uh, why does Wiggins need to pay attention? Like, you know, really be connected, dialed into Garnett in that situation. But I don't know. I'd say like, Garnett's always kind of trying to talk to just about everybody on the team. I don't see a whole lot of connection between him and Wiggins. I could be very wrong, but that's what I'm seeing. Just giving you, <laughs> just giving you my thoughts from afar. Wednesday, December the 30th, I picked the Wolves to win the game, and gosh darn it, they did. This is easily their best game, and well, there's a very common trend here. When the Wolves do not give up 100 points to their opponents, they most of the time win the game. Not every time, as you saw against a certain team. We'll catch up with that in a second. But when they give up 100 points real early in the game, like real early in that fourth quarter, like four or five minutes left to go, you know they're going to lose the game. And again, we'll get to that one later. Uh, 94-80, nice, cute little win for the Wolves. Cute little win. I don't mean to be that condescending. Of course, for Trey Burke, who's done absolutely nothing most of the season, and for the longest time he has not played well at all. Uh, he, he just continues to decline. It's his third year. He's gotten worse and worse every year. Not a lot worse, but slightly worse. Derek Favors did not play in the game. That's a huge, well, another big man missing, and this time the Timberwolves take advantage of it and actually win the game rather than just stay in the game. Elijah <laughs> Millsap, <laughs> oh, obviously related to Paul Millsap, uh, got a little uh, playing time in the game, only two minutes. I just had to mention that. It's kind of cool. Uh, kind of a cool name there, Elijah. Um, yeah. Injuries all over the place for that uh, Jazz team. The Wolves took advantage. Carl Anthony Towns was absolutely bleeping fantastic, as was Ricky Rubio. 17 assists in the game. He had 14 against the Spurs, I'll, I'll remind you. A double-double for Ricky, but man, Carl Anthony Towns, easily his best game of the week. Really, 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 really stood out in this one. Uh, Wiggins, he settles for too many jump shots, I'm telling you. And, and that's what's getting to me the most about the whole team right now. See, Wiggins did get to the free-throw line again. He, he had eight free-throw attempts, but when you see the 6 of 17 and such, the, the, the thing is, he's settling for jump shots, and he's not attacking the basket anymore like he was earlier in the season. You saw the silent assassin. You saw a killer in his eyes. It's like it's like and, uh, Ender Wiggins has... It's, it's, it's like he's a Jekyll and Hyde. He's got two different personalities. He's got this kind of passive dazed personality where he settles for jump shots. That's kind of the Wiggins you saw the first half of last season. But then, but then Hyde came out. Mr. Hyde in Andrew Wiggins, the real tough son of a gun, came out. And that was awesome. <laughs> he started attacking the basket with no regard for human life, as Kevin Harlan would say. Just attacking that basket, drawing fouls, dunking on people, finishing plays, changing the outcome of games 
regardless <laughs> regardless what the Wolves' record was, he was changing the outcomes of games on a regular basis. And he continued to show signs of, of progress and development. And this year, he started out with a really dazed look and, and, okay, he had an injured back and stuff. And then all of a sudden, when Ricky Rubio called him out, bam, the guy started taking over games better than last year. He looked like an even better player, a ten times more aggressive player than, than most people could ever imagine. Just attacking the basket. 33-point games, 25, 28, 29, 26. Just one tough, awesome game after another. Attacking that basket, changing games, beating teams regardless if they're bad or even beating the Atlanta Hawks the way he went out there and dominated. He did great against the Bulls. It was game and game after game after game on the road, at home, against Sacramento. Just tons of, tons of excitement watching that. And now he's back to this he's playing like Grant Hill did post-ankle surgery. You know, you know, post-900 different ankle surgeries trying to finally get the thing right because Grant Hill couldn't drive the lane anymore. He's playing like Grant Hill when he was in his mid-30s with, with the, the ankles that were pretty much wrapped up. You know, like done, if you know what I mean. Come on, start attacking that basket, Andrew. Start playing like LeBron, damn it. <laughs> when he's attacking that basket, he's a totally different player in that situation. And when you see this settling for jump shots, long two-pointers, uh, drawing up, and the Wolves drawing up plays for Tayshaun Prince, well, he made four of five in this game, but so. <laughs> Some of them were close to the basket, so that's nice. Thank you. Those, those long-range two-pointers don't make a whole lot of sense. And it continues to drive me nuts. But, oh, but the Wolves won the game, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just... I know, I'm, I'm already ranting and, and such, but it's kind of something I had to get off my chest during the cars of this week. I was like, you know, I have a lot to get off my chest. I hope I actually get to it, though, because sometimes I'll review games, and then I won't get what's coming, I won't get anything off my chest. I'll forget about it, and I'll be kicking myself later. You'd be amazed how many times, how many things I've not said on these shows, com- compared to a lot of stuff that I do say. Because a lot of the youngsters and the oldsters, whatever out there that might be a little bit more Kool-Aid-ish than I am, might be thinking, gosh, this guy really spews the venom. You guys have no idea how much stuff I haven't said on this show. You have no idea. But it's not because I hate the team. It's not because I want them to fail. It's because I really, really, really want them to succeed. And you see things that just freaking tease you. You know, when, when, when a player... Plays a certain way, and then all of a sudden they're back to the they're back to just a softie again, and it drives me nuts. Stop playing like Terrell Brandon. That's a that's a good difference right there. Like Terrell Brandon when he before he had all those ankle injuries. See again, the ankle injuries was, was driving to the basket and changing games for the Cleveland Cavaliers many many years ago, and then later on after those ankle injuries, he just became a jump shooter and a softie, and nobody liked him anymore. It's like man, this guy is just not. Not playing with any heart, and everybody criticized Terrell Brandon on a daily basis. And you hear a lot of criticism all over Facebook and all that and such, because, well, Facebook wasn't around back in the Terrell days. Now it is. Back then it was message boards, which still do exist, of course. But um, you see that happening, and it drives you nuts. Ah, okay. <laughs> with all that said, this was a very nice defensive effort by the Minnesota Timberwolves. <clears throat> Sam Mitchell's defense was preached, and it was, well... It was executed, and the Wolves won the basketball game. It's that simple. Just play some defense. It gives you a chance to win. You might be a 500 team. You might be an above 500 team when you actually play some good, solid defense. The Jazz couldn't do a whole lot, shooting 35% from the floor, 25 from three. 
Oh, they got to the line a little bit, 20 free throw attempts. The Wolves attempted 27, but only made 17 of them. That's kind of frustrating. 5 of 10 from 3-point range again. The Wolves do not have a 3-point specialist on the roster. Tyus Jones made the only 3-pointer he attempted. That's good. Shabazz Muhammad made 1 of 2, and Rubio made 2 of 4. So again... It was executed. Even Gorgie added a three-pointer in the game, and he had a very solid game in, in medium medium minutes, like 25 minutes in the game. Medium, you get the idea. Um, great effort by the Wolves' big man. They took advantage of the Jazz, who were fairly weak inside. <laughs> Trey Lyle and Jeff Whitley, not quite a good match for Carl, uh, against Carl Anthony Towns and Gorgie Jack, who did a great job. Garnett's, uh, <laughs> Garnett's apprentices right there. There is apprentices, and they did very, very well in the game. You're seeing a trend taking over now with Zach Levine. Only one of six from the floor, 11 and a half minutes in the game. No patience from Sam Mitchell with Zach Levine at this stage. He has been all over the place in the starting lineup, starting out the season, and then back at point guard, and then starting at shooting guard again, and then starting at point guard because Rubio's injured, and all these major minutes, and he's playing more minutes than this guy, and this and that. And now there he's down to 11 and a half minutes against the Jazz. The Wolves win the game, though, and that's good. I picked the Wolves to win back-to-back games. Thursday, December the 31st. That is, of course, New Year's Eve. And I hope all of you did have a nice, safe, wonderful New Year's. Um, I like New Year's Day better than New Year's Eve because I'm not a hustle and bustle kind of guy. On the court, I am. On the basketball court, I'm a hustle and bustle guy at age 36 when I ever get to freaking play. But... <laughs> uh, but that's the only place I'm hustle and bustle. You know, I I don't like crowds. I, I really don't. I don't like to be around all that. New Year's Day is so chill, so relaxed. Going out to eat on New Year's Day is pretty awesome. I'm a big time uh, fan of New Year's Day. Vince Germano teased me about that at one point. I might bring that up later. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Shabazz Muhammad getting it done against the team that did not draft him. A lot of people thought they were going to take him ninth overall into the 2013 draft. And they didn't. Zach Levine, well, there you go again. Well, there you go again. One of eight. <laughs> Minus 22 from the game. Zach Levine was awful. He's just awful. 25 minutes, four points. He, he only made half his free throws. And that's one of his strengths is his free throw shooting. Not in this one. Just ick. Lousy game. Zach Levine definitely on a major decline at this stage. Not cool. But it is what it is, man. Carl Towns and Anthony Wiggins. Anthony, oh my God, I'm going crazy because of Carl Anthony Towns. Carl, Ta- Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins both put up numbers in the game, but here you go. There you go again. Andrew, 8 of 19 from the floor. That's nice field goal percentage and everything, but only four free, free throw attempted. Free throws attempted. Andrew Wiggins is the kind of guy, you know, again, just settling for jump shots. It's a trend the whole freaking week. It's been a trend for weeks now. You've not seen the same guy that's changed games attacking the basket. It's so frustrating, and it's, it's really sad. Uh, Tayshaun Prince, against his former club, won a championship with them way back in the good old days of 2004. And those are not the good old days. The good old days are the early 90s, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to you know, <laughs> But you get the idea. Uh, in his good old days, in that, in that uh, sense, he played... Solid defense in the game, added two steals, but didn't score a single point, didn't get a rebound, didn't get an assist, nothing. Oh, but he got a personal foul. That's the only other statistic in the game from Tayshaun Prince. <sighs> Things looked okay early, and then the Wiley Wall was nailed in that second quarter. Boom! The Wolves hit that Wiley Coyote Wall. Oh, did they hit it? Did they hit that wall in that second quarter? 30-15 to 15 in favor of Detroit. 
yeah, it's a back-to-back, and their legs are tired, and this and that, but, oh, they got their ass kicked after that, and it's like, I got a painful reminder, you know, the Wolves have had an awesome history in the Palace of Auburn Hills for the last several years, regardless if the Wolves were good way back in the 03-04 season when Tayshon Prince was a rookie. <laughs> the Wolves won there that year, and they have won there many times, and Randy Foy had a huge game there back when Iverson was there. Um, just a lot of big-time efforts. The Wolves won there last year. The Wolves have won there many times. But this isn't a crappy Detroit team. They're significantly better. They're making three-pointers now, man. And the Wolves perimeter defense was absolute poo the whole game. Just garbage. And Andre Drummond, every Mickey frickin' rebound. Ah, he had seven offensive rebounds in the game. The Wolves could not match his energy. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, well, he shot the ball too much. Way too much. 7 of 17 from the floor. 2 of 9 from 3 point range. The Detroit Pistons are a completely different team under Super Mario over there. <laughs> Mr. Stan Van Gundy. Super Mario. I mean, who, who else does he look like? This got absolutely mental out there, man. I mean, Anthony Tolliver. Oh, come on. I mean, he was just hoisting that ball up and it would keep going. It would just kept going in and going in and going in. It's insulting to watch. Anthony Tolliver, 5 of 7 from three-point range. Oh, get out of here. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Ugh. And why is Ilasova hitting all three of his three-point attempts? Really? Come on. Reggie Jackson was downright outstanding the whole game. Andre Drummond made us look like sissies out there. Just an absolute joke. But Anthony Tolliver, 5 of 7 from three-point range. Ah, oh, it was the old NBA jam. He's on fire. Just throw it up. It went in. Anthony Tolliver? Do you remember back when hearing Anthony Tolliver just hit a three-pointer was front-page news when he was on the Timberwolves years ago? Oh, Lord. See what happens when you have a diff- totally different coaching scheme? See what happens? Yeah. The Wolves need to change their coaching scheme completely. They, they really do. <laughs> 5 of 14 from the floor. I, I, I don't like this 35 three-point attempts. I think it ruins the game of basketball. I, I really do. But at the same time, it's winning basketball today. I, I don't like it. I don't like to watch it. It's annoying. But it's winning basketball in this modern age. I, I guess. I mean, whatever. You could hate the iPhone and the, and the Android, but I guess it's the right thing to have, I guess. I mean, you know, I hate the way people stare at their phones all day, but sometimes as a older adult than the average, yeah, than, than the millennials out there, uh, sometimes you need it. You know, you get, you get on the Facebook, well, Facebook, not really, but yeah, it's good to communicate with people on there. You got the bank account, this and that, but you know what I mean. I'm going way too far in something that doesn't make any sense, uh, or it makes sense, but it's unnecessary. Uh, but it's similar that way in terms of, look, look at this. Just look at their offense, completely different, and they're winning basketball games, and they made us look like dog poo out there, man. Yeah. Oh, my God, the Bruner defense sucked. Oh, I'll leave that alone. Saturday, January the 2nd, again, 2016. Here we are. We survived another year. Uh, I, I don't think I want to get into that topic. It's so sad, but you, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that alone. Um, Yeah, it's it's Flip Saunders related. I won't get into it. It's sad. You know, I, I miss him a lot, let's just say. Uh, 4 of 17 from the floor for Carl Towns. This game sucked. Uh, and, you know, I don't like coming on here just spewing venom. T- trust me. I want to win, and I love seeing these guys succeed. You know how much I love it. <laughs> I really do. Shabazz Muhammad's strong again, though not the, not not as good as shooting, but he played a larger role in this game, you could say. He wasn't just kind of out there 
bodying up and putting those uh, teardrops in, or whatever you like to call them, baby hook type shots. Uh, Levine, lousy again. Three of nine from the floor, only six points. Didn't get to the line once. Mm. Wiggins, well, it's just the same thing. What, what, Whatever, you know. Same thing as before. That's all I got to say. Just whatever. Towns struggled big time in this one. Uh, it was it was it was a shame to see, and he got benched in the game. Only twenty six minutes, but again, like I said, four of seventeen from the floor. Just it was not clicking though. He did manage to get ten rebounds in the game. That's positive. Uh, Tyus Jones continues to get minutes, and that's good. Nice to see him out there getting a chance to play, and he's been good during the course of time, averaging about six points and maybe three assists. He had four, uh, excuse me, two assists in the game and four rebounds. Nice to see him getting rebounds out there, though he was blocked twice out there. The Milwaukee Bucks defense is pretty. Good. It, it really is. I don't know what's going on, though. How is Michael Carter-Williams getting three blocks in the game? And he made, again, Tyus Jones look silly. This guy's weird, man. <laughs> Only one of seven from the floor, six assists. He is a strange player. He plays point guard, but he doesn't look like one. He doesn't look like one when he's out there playing. He doesn't physically look like one. I don't know who Michael Carter-Williams is. Talk about a guy without an identity. Oh, and I get ripped by Hank McCoy. And yeah, karma's a bitch, Hank. Karma is a bitch. I, I, I lost. I lost, Hank. I lost. You, you know I did. Hank McCoy of the Courtside Podcast. We'll get back to that in the <laughs> interaction segment. Oh, Hank, I love you, man, a lot. I, I do. Sydney, Australia's greatest over there, along with uh, Rusty. Uh, also, <laughs> two of Sydney's greatest out there. Uh, Jabari Parker, he's nothing special yet. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad we wound up with Wiggins in that one. I'm glad Cleveland took Wiggins, and that's who we ended up getting. But somebody's got to, you know, I don't know if you can light a fire under Wiggins. Just get to him, What? however it is. You have to, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I You know, I, I have no explanation for it other than, Maybe somebody, just get somebody he admired when, you know, some some older player to teach him things. I don't know which guy it is or if he's even the type that does admire older players. There's some young guys out there that don't even listen to an older guy. I don't know why that is. Uh, Bucks looked awfully good. And I know I'm getting on these rants. I'm sounding like I'm like an old buddy-duddy. I apologize. Uh, Monroe, 19 and 10 in the game. Greg Monroe, the former Detroit Piston. We got beat by Drummond and beat by Monroe. Back-to-back well, not back-to-back nights, but back-to-back games. Um, what the hell? <laughs> and talk about weird O.J. Mayo. I don't know what's wrong with that guy. He's kind of nuts, and he sucks now. I mean, he sucks. And for the longest time, I wanted him on the Wolves. And every single year, just like I was ripping Trey Burke before, every single year there was a small decline. O.J. Mayo, every single year since he was drafted back in 08, he has declined as a player. I mean, he was a gr- he was a great player as a rookie. And it's like, man, just imagine two or three years from now what a stud he's going to be. Pfft, yeah, he sucks. Just sucks. Absolute nobody out there. Um, man, this Bucks team, though, they, they played good defense. They're not a good team, though, and it's pissing me off. <laughs> they're not good. I, I shh, They're just, they're not good at all. And they beat the Wolves soundly. The Wolves started the game extremely strong, hit the Wiley Wall in the second period, and... It just continued to slide ever since. The Bucks won by 10 points in the second period. They continued to build their lead in the third, and they just wiped them out in the fourth. They, they, they just took the Wolves out. The Wolves played, and the Wolves didn't score Jack's, Jack, Jack, Jack Diddley bleep in the fourth quarter, and that was it. Settled for lame-ass jump shots. That missed, and that's about the story of this one. Just a lousy game, and it was sad seeing Carl Anthony Towns just rotting on the bench. 
but this might be more of a trend than a mirage now. Um, I don't know. It, it's looking like it could be because uh, Sam Mitchell's patience seems to be wearing thin with these guys. Well, as bad as that Bucks loss was, nothing, nothing compares to this one. Oh boy, last night, January the 4th, Black Monday for the Minnesota Timberwolves. <sighs> go ahead, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and say, oh, well, well, hey, Philadelphia won their third game in six, so they're on fire. They're playing good. Give them credit. No, I'm not giving them any credit at all. The Wolves just didn't show up. They did not show up to play this game. They did not show up to play. That fourth quarter was a joke. 109-99, Philadelphia. <laughs> Do I have to comment on this at all? I, I, Andrew Wiggins played six minutes in the first half because Sam Mitchell's had enough. Enough! He's had enough. Carl Anthony Towns extremely limited as well. Yeah. 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 I just... Hmm. Do I have to say any more? I, I don't know. We lost to Philadelphia. Seriously, we, we lost to Philadelphia. Do you, do you know what that means? Yeah, that means we lost to a team that was 30 games under 500 in the midst of their hottest stretch of the season. <laughs> but Shabazz Muhammad played very, very well. And that's one of the reasons Wiggins wasn't out there because Shabazz was sharp and Gorgie was sharp as well. And I give them a hand. They did very well. Wiggins finally managed to get to the free throw line late in that fourth quarter. It was a, it was nice. He wound up with 16 points. He had six points, break, no, five points for the longest time. Only six minutes in that first half, like I mentioned. <laughs> wound up with 19 minutes in the second half. Again, got to the free throw line. So he's finally listening to Timberwolves' explosion, or he's listening to somebody. I don't know who he's listening to. But he finally got to that free throw line, and Andre Miller got to play against one of his 19 former teams, and he did well. Again, nine points for Andre Miller. He, his field goal percentage is tops on the team. Go figure. Zach Levine, two of eight from the floor. I think we got. I, I think we know what award he's going to get for the week. Just terrible. Zach Levine is is. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's hitting some kind of mental wall right now. Maybe Sam Mitchell has been tearing him apart behind the scenes, and I don't know. Just something's not working with uh, Zach right now. And I'm not ripping him. It's just a fact. He's not playing well. So don't don't bash me for that. Andre Miller, though, man, he made all all three of his shots in the game, and he made all three of his free throws too. His and one on three attempts. I mean, a good job, Mister Andre. Good job out there. Huh. It's kind of funny they still managed to get Tyus in there. Who got a turnover and a basket, but in two minutes. But, oh, oh well, you know, Rubio was respectful or respectable with a ten assist game, but didn't shoot well. In fact, not many guys really shot well other than Gorgie and Shabazz. Um, Belitza got to play a bit. He's not been that good, but he was okay in this game. I'll give him a little credit there. Towns and Wiggins, though, they are in Sammy's doghouse right now. They're in Uncle Sam's doghouse. Okay, maybe I shouldn't make that reference. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> they're in his doghouse big time. Um, somebody fill me in. Who the hell is Ish Smith? Seriously. Ish Smith, 21 points, 11 assists in the game. Just killed us the whole t- the whole night. Great passes and such. Who the hell is Ish Smith? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no, the only reason why we know who he is is because he's on Philadelphia. You know, like like uh, Chris Chris Smith years ago with the Wolves, many, many years ago in the early 90s, number three. 
would hit some threes and stuff. Never played again after he left that team because that team was a lot like uh, this uh, this Philadelphia team. Mm. Man, Elton Brand's on the Philadelphia 76ers. That's weird. Hmm. I remember when he was years ago, too. Strange marriage there. Uh, Carl Landry kicked our butts in the game as well. <laughs> Jakar Sampson. No, not Jakar Sampson. Rishon Holmes. That's another name. Who the hell is Rishon Holmes? Seriously, it's one thing if there's Nerlens Noel with his three blocks and his athleticism and such. A high draft pick out of Kentucky years ago, taking uh, like a, a semi-risky pick and taking, you know, low-risk, high-reward re- <clears throat> high because uh, an ACL injury type of thing. He's been nothing super special, but he's still a talented guy, so it's no surprise if he's going to do something out there. But Ish Smith and, 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 <laughs> and, and Rashawn Holmes, I mean, fill me in, guys, fill me in. Seriously. Yeah, we stuck in this game. 109. Mm, 109 to 99. They were able to attempt 23s. They only made four, but inside and driving to the basket and such. Philadelphia had their way, and that's all there is to say. There, it rhymed. Let's get to the awards. Who's going to get the uh, Lone Wolf Award for this week? I mean, early in the week it was Carl Towns. Later in the week? Ah. I'm going to give it to Shabazz Muhammad. He was strong all week. The one guy who was consistent all week, even in limited minutes and then increased minutes. Congratulations, Shabazz Muhammad. You really earned this one. I believe this is the second of the season. Lone Wolf Award to Shabazz. Johnny Flynn Memorial. Yeah. Yeah, it's the guy that won the slam dunk contest last year. That's Zach Levine. Just, I don't know. What was his field goal percentage this week? Maybe 15, 20%. Oh, and then somebody will... Somebody will message me if they, you know, if they're listening and they want to, they want to get smart with Avery. He shot twenty eight percent. Get your facts straight. Oh, that's nice. Okay, well, I'll try not to be too somber. Let's get to segment number two and do some previews. You know, during the break, I'm still trying to figure out who the hell Ish Smith is and, and Sean Holmes. I, 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 And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, preview segment. Yeah, let's get rolling. Wednesday, January the 6th, the Timberwolves played the Denver Nuggets. We host the Denver Nuggets in a four-game homestand. I think I'll preview all of them because the schedule, I'm just kind of doing this show in kind of a funny schedule right now until maybe the Viking season is over. Then I can start getting back to recording this on Sundays again. Um, or, well, football season isn't over. I mean, regardless, I cover the playoffs the whole way at Pro Mafia because that's just how I roll. God, that's fun. After the Super Bowl is done, uh, the show will probably be back on Sundays. Like, I like it old school style. Uh, but now it's kind of like early, early midweek, like Tuesdays, Timberwolves Tuesdays, which actually might not be bad as a permanent idea anyway. But, eh, uh, <laughs> the Wolves host the Denver Nuggets Wednesday the 6th for whatever sense I'm trying to make. Never Nuggets are not very good, but we know what they can do. They can shoot three-pointers. Well, gosh darn it. We're the pole, we're the uh, mirror image of each other. We're both 12 and 23. Isn't that cool? That's cool. 12 and 23. That's that's adorable. We're we're twins, man. No, I I don't know about that. We're we're something like that. I don't know. Uh I used to look at them as a team that scared the hell out of me. Now the Wolves play pretty well against them. Uh, they beat them very soundly early, but then the Nuggets took us apart 
in back-to-back games. Unfortunately, you know, it started out good, and then in December, the 11th was a nasty one. Well, it wasn't that nasty. We lost in overtime. We just kind of blew that one, coughed it up, 111 to 108, and then the Nuggets whooped our butts Tuesday, December the 15th, 112 to 100. That sucked. Let's wrap up the season series already. Wow, it's pretty early to be four games into this one. Let's wrap it up with a tie, guys, okay? And I will pick the Wolves to win this one. They, You know they're going to respond after that Philadelphia game, right? And if they don't, they have no pulse. You have to respond after that game. Wake up and play some basketball. Okay, please. And yes, Kenneth Freed is a matchup nightmare for this team. Danilo Gallinari, when he hits his shots, he can hit them like crazy because he doesn't miss. Oh, goody. And Randy Foy, last time around, or last couple times around, was unconscious out there from three-point range. It was so stupid and idiotic and frustrating, just like Anthony Tulliver. But with all that said, the Wolves will win the game. Yeah. Well, we we better. I think you're going to see Towns perform in this one. I think Towns is going to rebound in this one. Like, literally rebound, but he's going to physically rebound as well. Gorgie will be a factor. Shabazz, hey, keep keep it going. Keep, keep Shabazz out there. I think he gets double digits in the game. He's not going to be the best player in the game, but he'll be, well, he might be the most effective, which he was all last week. So, pardon me for that scream there. <laughs> Wiggins, please, keep getting to that free throw line. I hope that's a sign of things to come. When he started finally attacking the basket a bit more and he wound up with 8 of 10 free throws last time around. You know what? As poorly as Wiggins played in the game and as non-factor as he was, good job. Okay? Yes. Keep, keep, use that as a springboard to start playing the way we know Andrew Wiggins can play. That's the hope. But I think Carl Towns will be the best player in this game, in my opinion. I think he's going to have a huge rebound after the last couple of games when he just hit a wall of legends. He just disappeared out there. I think this is the game Carl Anthony Towns rebounds and goes out there and gets the job done, literally and physically. I think he will play well against Mr. Jokic over there. Against the Denver Nuggets. Let's keep moving here. Cleveland Cavaliers coming to town Friday, January the 8th. Some love him. Some hate him. You know, I liked Kevin Love. Or excuse me. Yeah, Kevin Love. I liked uh, LeBron James more on the Miami Heat. I really loved that team. And I know I'm in the massive minority. So rip me all you want. I spewed venom. Now you can spew it back at me. (laughs) I like this Cleveland team a lot. I do. Everybody but Kevin Love. But hey, you know what? Whatever, if if he wins, he wins. 23-9 tops in the Eastern Conference. The Wolves have really never beaten LeBron James since he started becoming a champion out there. They they just can't beat the guy ever since he became this guy. You know, like a, 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 an almost, a, you know, not quite. He's, he, he was like a modern version of Jordan. Not as good. And no, I know that. He's not as good. He's not even close. 2 of 4 in the finals versus 6 and 0. I, I get that. I, I really do. Um, I think he'll make his seventh appearance this year, but that's way ahead of t- uh, things. This is a very good basketball team, and the Wolves are not going to beat this team. <laughs> They're not going to beat them. It's the first of two meetings. Second one will be January the 25th, Monday, January the 25th, later on here. Wolves are not going to beat them. Um, I, I, I hate to say that. I, I wish they could. It would be really amazing if they did, but they're healthy. The Cleveland Cavaliers are healthy. No injuries to speak of at this stage. Good for them. This is an opportunity for them to continue to keep winning basketball during the course of the season, not just against us, of course. I mean, you got everybody. Vareja, 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 it's not Vareja, Vareja, Mozgov, Love, Tristan Thompson. I mean, my Lord. Kyrie Irving and Deladova. Matthew Deladova. Defensive stud in Deladova. Offensive 
phenom and Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and, oh, Richard Jefferson, but that's okay. LeBron didn't get those minutes. J.R. Smith, I don't like at all. Shumpert's kind of out of control, but he can be pretty good. He's kind of a mess offensively, but he's a good defender. Uh, why did the Cavs resign J.R. Smith? But I'll leave that alone. I can't stand that guy. Another gunner that can't play, in my opinion. Um, end of the end of the day, the Wolves do not win the game. Uh, I'll give a final score for the Denver one for the sake of being organized. Wolves win 101. I keep coming up with that score, and it's probably annoying you. Uh, 101-2. 94, the Wolves will beat the Nuggets. They'll play better defense. 101-92, the Wolves' defense will be sound, and Carl Towns will have a 2010 type of game, 2012-ish. Wiggins will hopefully reach the 20-plus mark, and Shabazz Muhammad will get into double digits again. Against the Cavs, Wiggins is going to be huge. This is the game right here where you're going to see Wiggins come out to play. Wiggins is going to get 28 points or more in this game. He is going to be huge. He wakes up for LeBron James, and this is an opportunity for him to do so. And if he's in a J.R. Smith is guarding him, so be it. He'll kick his ass. J.R. Smith is nobody, as far as I'm concerned. No, he's not nobody, but he's nobody to what Wiggins is going to be, as far as I'm concerned. Wiggins will drive the lane. We'll get to the freezer line in this one. You're going to see a nice, can you top this battle between LeBron James and Wiggins. But LeBron will win again at this stage. Better team, and he's got way more experience, obviously. Like a trillion times more experience. LeBron will win again, but it's going to be a really good matchup, and it's going to be a close game because of that, because Wiggins will come out to play. That's going to be the fun part, but unfortunately, the uh, Cavaliers are going to wind up scoring a decent number. Um, we're going to go with 99 to, no, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I, I keep bouncing from like 108 Cavaliers, or the Cavaliers getting 99. I think it's going to be a higher scoring, 108 to 108. To 100. Cavaliers will win the game. 108 to 100. It'll be one of those. So there you go. Kyrie Irving, you're going to see him come out and Love is going to get booed every time he touches the ball. You get the idea. Sunday, 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 when the Vikings are playing the Seattle Seahawks, and hopefully they have beaten them at this stage, or will be in the process of beating them. I hate that team. Uh, Sunday, January the 10th, 3... Well, it'll be 2.20 here, because that's Eastern time in the afternoon. Come on, right on top of the Viking game, look at you. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be I'll be switching around. I'll be switching around. Uh, Devin Harris, as usual, is injured. Darren Williams, as usual, is injured. But they, they may, might play, might not. They're, they're the kind of... Uh, they're more like nagging injuries, back spasms, and left hamstring tightness. Uh, they can cost you a lot of time, and they can have, have you out there, too. Uh, Mavericks playing better basketball than last year. Uh, Wolves have not played them yet this year. Hmm. Hmm. It's funny. See, we played with Denver all the games. We'll already wrap up the series before we even start Dallas. It's funny how that works, but good riddance Denver, I guess. Uh, and there's Felton, another former Nugget. Uh, Wesley Matthews, a former Blazer. Carson's a former Houston Rocket. I mean, Pachulia, what the hell? The former Hawk. JaVel McGee, the former whatever. What the hell? There's all these teams all over. All these guys have been everywhere. Uh, a bunch of NBA whores on this team. <laughs> how will the Wolves play against them in this... Uh, the Wolves' history against Dallas is, is all over the place. Um, uh, oh, I think it's a winnable game for the Timberwolves. I think it's winnable, but the way they've been playing lately, I don't think they're going to win. I think they'll beat Denver. I don't think they're going to beat Dallas. Uh, Dallas is going to score in this game. They have all these talented players. Wesley Matthews is just a nightmare for the Wolves historically. Felton is whatever he is. He's all over the place. Nowitzki's been what he's been forever. 
And don't be surprised to be JJ, pound the ball, and shoot Berea. Uh, get double digits in the game as well, just to piss us off. But uh, Wesley Matthews and Dirk Nowitzki definitely will be the main factors in this one. And Matthews is just, he's, he's a Timberwolves killer. He always has been. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll get in the 20s in the game, 18 at the minimum. Mavericks are going to win the game with their offense. The Wolves perimeter defense will probably not be nearly as good in this one as it was against uh, the Nuggets, we'll say. <laughs> um, the Wolves will lose the game 108 to 97. Okay, next game and final game Tuesday, January the 12th. The division leaders, Oklahoma City Thunder, third seed in the Western Conference behind two elite teams in the Spurs and Warriors. The Oklahoma City Thunder are healthy, and they're playing good. Well, they're kind of healthy, because now Durant's got a sprained toe. Aw, he stubbed his toe. No, you get the idea. I don't mean to be that sarcastic, but... (laughs) Aw, come on now. Come on now, Kevin. you got to get healthy out there. Uh, A team that's an injury plague just historically. They're healthy enough now, and they're playing really well. Uh, Steven Adams is an okay center. Enos Cantor has been good for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's been a really nice trade for them. And he definitely needed a, a change of scenery. And the Utah Jazz needed to free up time for who, who they did, of course. Cantor's been a nice factor, and he's been a Wolves killer, unfortunately. I would not be surprised to see Townsville show up and play against Enos Cantor. It'll be a nice battle between those two, I think. And, of course, Steven Adams is a good defensive player. Uh, Westbrook and Rubio, that'll be kind of interesting to see. Westbrook bested him so far, but Rubio showed up to play against Westbrook historically. I wouldn't be surprised to see Rubio have a pretty pretty good game here. Um, the Wolves' history against the Thunder has been good, but they haven't played them once this year. Again, another deal where the Wolves didn't even play them once. What is going on with this schedule? It's weird. Ah, January 12th the first time you play your division, quote-unquote, rival Oklahoma. That's weird. Um, but there you go. Uh, Oklahoma's going to win the game. They're healthy. They're good. This, that. Kevin Durant will probably play in the game. And if he doesn't, the Wolves' chances to win will be outstanding. <laughs> there we go. I had, had to do that. They'll be outstanding. Um, but I'm going to assume Kevin Durant plays in the game. I'm going to assume that. It might not be safe to do that, but <laughs> never assume. Uh, but the Thunder will win the game. They're just a better team. And the Wolves' defense isn't... isn't isn't up to this team, I don't think. And if they win the game, it'll be a major positive for this franchise to hopefully get on a nice little, nice little uh, winning trend. Not a winning streak, but a nice trend in the in the right direction. Wrap up the homestand with a five with a 500 record would be extremely impressive, actually, considering how awful they played the last week and a half or so. Awful basketball. So hopefully they can change it. But right now, I'm not going to pick that. Oklahoma's going to score like 112. The Wolves will get like 100. It'll be one of those. It'll be like the the Denver game a little while ago. That's kind of a typical Oklahoma Minnesota game, like 112, 100. You'll see some. You'll see some really interesting basketball, though. Uh, you'll see Durant and Wiggins at at times, and obviously he'll be guarded by Waiters or uh, Robertson as well, being uh, Wiggins. But to see, uh, it'll be interesting to see Shabazz Muhammad bodying on Kevin Durant as well, though. That I wouldn't be surprised to see Muhammad make things interesting for a little while. Uh, I think Rubio and Towns and Gorgie. Rubio, Towns, and Gorgie will be the main factors in this one, but ultimately the Wolves will not win the game. Westbrook will probably get his usual 28 points or so and get his shoot like 29 shots. You know, that's that's about Westbrook. And then Durant will hit a clutch couple threes to kind of pretty much put the game on ice in that fourth quarter. That's about what I'm thinking. Yeah, 112-100, Oklahoma wins. Let's wrap up this segment and get to fan interaction right after this. 
and we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment, and a quick shout out to Wolves Nation, or Wolves slash NBA Nation, uh, great Facebook page out there by Ryan Newman and Statchmet, there's some really cool people on there, including uh, Marlena Miles, one of the great artists in this town, she's a professional artist, paints a lot of awesome pay, uh, uh <laughs> or draws a lot of awesome drawings. Uh, recently with a pencil, uh, Andrew Wiggins, I believe she sold that already, but I could be wrong. And just recently, she just finished one with Kevin Garnett. It's really, really cool uh, drawing out there. Awesome rendition, that's the word. I, that's why I was blanking and sounding kind of funny there. I apologize. <laughs> I almost ought to edit that out, but, eh, you know, I'm a natural... I'm more of a natural type. I just leave it alone. Um, so onto my Facebook page, doggone it. The Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves page. That's how you type in the search bar on Facebook. Click on the one that says company, not group. Company, not group. It is uh, very, very awesome to, uh, would be very awesome to have you join it. Indeed. Uh, great shout out to those out there, though, on that Wolves Nation uh, Facebook page that have joined this show since I started posting on there. Thank you again, Ryan Newman. Great guy out there. Uh, Randy Santana, kind of going uh, backtracking a bit to when Tyus Jones was brought back to the Timberwolves from the D-League after an awesome stint a la Shabazz Muhammad a few years ago. Randy Santana out of Australia said, hell, we'd, we'd even take Luke Ridnour back right now. Or, heaven forbid, Johnny Flynn. Look at you. Look at, look, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Johnny Flynn. You notice I said Johnny Flynn Memorial, right? When, when like, the worst things happen. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Um, I guess. Who knows? I always wonder how that son of a biscuit is doing. And, you know, he looked like he had so much talent coming in, didn't he? Uh, no responses or no comments on the show uh, where I post the, the most recent one. So we'll just get to the visitor post. Usually there's comments and uh, quite a few comments in there. It's going to get interesting from what I was reading. I apologize that I don't usually respond in there. I tend to just respond in the show, but I should respond during the. I, I, I should respond during the. Uh, uh, the week as well. That would be smart. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh boy, Hank is going to trash me pretty good. Uh, in case I didn't read this, and I don't think I did, uh, Joseph Phillips says, a late Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, Joey. And thank you very much, Joseph Phillips. Out of Australia as well. Hank McCoy, I responded to the last one, I believe. Yep, yep, and he said the basketball gift. Yep, that was cool. Hank is mad at Joey. Yes, he is going to be beating me up a bit this week. And Well, that's okay. That's what makes the show better, right? Let's get on with it. He says, okay, enough with the point guard hate. Two shows ago, you had a go at Marcus Smart for his play. Well, he's not been playing well. But yeah, he'd been out an entire month with injury. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, I'm sorry. And he says, and, and last show was Trey Burke, who was out with a broken right tibia. I had a feeling Hank was going to get to me about this one. I had a feeling. I had a feeling because I remember he was pretty high on Trey Burke coming out of that draft. But Shabazz and Gorgie, Hank, Shabazz and Gorgie. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm telling you, Shabazz and Gorgie. I'm telling you, two heads are better than one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Trey is a system guy and a hard worker. His stats might not blow you away, but he can run an offense and reminds me more of a steady hand, Chauncey style. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, you, and again, you never know. He may develop into a really good player. Yeah, I've been ripping him, and I did it again, didn't I, Hank, on the earlier? Oh, I bet he's seething right now, and now I have a chance to kind of be a little bit nicer about it. Um, where do I even go from this? You know, I think Trey is more likely to, yeah, let's, let's put it this way. I think Trey is much more likely to get his head out of his ass than O.J. freaking Mayo. 
And yeah, I, I understand. It's not like Trey Burke sucks or anything. It's just he's yeah, he's a system guy, like you said. He's not like a true true blue point guard. He's kind of a system guy. Uh, he fits in with this and that, the, the three point shots and such. He's not a bad player. Like Alchonsi Phillips could change all kinds of games with that, and eventually he became extremely good. And Trey is more likely to become uh, all star point guard than OJ Mayo was ever to be an all star anything other than in the D-League. All right, there. Now I ripped OJ Mayo, so maybe I'll get some flack for that one, too. Continuing, sorry. I love you, Hank. How'd I do? <laughs> the smart has had it harder in Boston with the amount of undersized... Yeah, they have had... And just the general shambles the roster is in. Personally, I hope he's traded so he can blow up. No more trashing young point guards on the show, especially when you have a point guard like Ricky Rubio who couldn't hit an open shot on an empty park, car park. <laughs> Zing! Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at me trashing the young point guards, aren't I? Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, well, I certainly don't trash Reggie Jackson. That's the funny thing. It's always, you know, isn't it, though? It's always the guys that are lower-touted that end up playing better, particularly early on. Reggie Jackson was certainly not a high pick, and look at him now. Just look at him. He's, he's really good. Really good. Um, Michael Carter-Williams, I don't know what he is. I'm confused. But, hey, congrats on the Bucks for playing great defense on the Wolves. So I'll, I'll own that, and he's going to get me on that one next. <laughs> and, yes, I hope Marcus Smart gets traded, too. Uh, that Boston team... They have some nice players, but yeah, and it's a it's an annoying mix for for Marcus Smart. I gotta think it's annoying, and yes, the injuries, and I gotta do a better job about that. I I I, I really do, and, and I knew he was out, but part of the frustration is it seems like he's always out. Damn it! When it comes to Marcus Smart, Trey Burke, it's like here and there with Smart. Ah, well, we'll see. We'll see how he continues to develop. Man, that was good. Oh, I love you, Hank. Says Joey, Joey, Joey. <laughs> Trashing the Bucks on the last show. What the way many have been playing. Look at ya. Ah, hopefully that sounded like Hank a little bit. Look at ya. <laughs> uh, I love you. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch, man. Yeah, it's a bitch. We lost. We lost, and I picked the Wolves to win that game. You know, you know why I trashed the Bucks though? Because I kind of like them. Damn it, I want them to win. Just like I'm ripping the Wolves all the time. It's because I want them to win. And I don't mean to rip them all the time, but oh god. <laughs> oh, did yeah, Hank another one? Yep. Did you catch what happened at the end of the Pistons Pacers game? I actually wish that's what happened in today's game against the Bucks. You know. Show a little fight. Yep, Pistons and Pacers. They have a little history in that. And I did see that live when it happened. The night, the, the night of the melee of the palace. Me and Marcus, the forecaster of all people. It was the greatest thing ever that me and him watched that live. We sat there still like in awe. Like, this can't be real, right? This is like WF. It's just some scripted bullshit. And then it's real. It's real? Oh my God. It's real. Wow, this is funny. This is funny. That's kind of about it. Um, Hank continuing saying they got totally punked today. But I put this loss on you, Joey. That's what you get for banging them on the last show. Bagging them on the last show. Karma zing. Yep. I lost, Hank. I lost. And Randy Santana liked that one too. Uh, <laughs> Tanae Brown says, haven't been able to watch games recently. Just been looking at stats. Losing to the Sixers is just embarrassing, though. Sounds like they haven't come to play at all recently. 
thought things were looking up after how hard they played in that game in San Antonio. Guess I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, eventually this team's going to turn some type of corner, but it's it certainly wasn't last week. I think there'll be a slight turn of the corner this week, if the, especially if the Wolves somehow can pull, a, pull off a victory against Oklahoma, who historically they've had a pretty good uh, matchup against. But then again, that was when Kevin Love and, um, and Berea, of all people, were on the team. For some reason, Love and Berea just would play super good against them, but they didn't always win. Randy Santana wrapping up the Facebook page saying, what the hell is going on? Yes, we did it. We lost to Philly. Time to get angry, Joey, and maybe time for a new award. The David Kahn Kahn Award? We aren't making progress, and there's no injury excuses this year. This roster needs another shakeup. And yeah, I may throw that in for something at some point. A David Kahn Award for like the worst, uh, the worst transaction of the season. That that's a good one, Randy. Very good job there. That's a good idea. And I think yeah, for the worst transaction of the season, it'll get the Dave Con, David Kahn Award, or or I'll say this one's a David Kahn Award candidate. That type of thing. Um, benching Kevin Martin is not a David Kahn Award at this stage, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we get for him, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't think you could really kill yourself for trading him, though. It would be nice if we could somehow like pull off, pull a rabbit out of our hat of some kind. I remember when the Wolves traded Doug West, and you got Anthony Peeler, who was awesome that year and helped the Wolves look great. And then and after that, once he got a contract, he wasn't quite up to anybody's standards, at least as far as I'm concerned. If you liked Anthony Peeler after that, I I don't know what to tell you. I, I whew, whew. Oh, what a disappointment he was. Mm. Imagine if I had Timberwolves explosion back then, when my expectations were a lot higher than they are today, at, at this stage. But they're they're higher than they were the past couple of years, though. On to the Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. This should be very brief, for the most part, anyway. Come on, respond, damn you. Uh, damn you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm losing it. I, I'm really losing it. Uh, shoot. Yep, I was... I was talking about the, uh, I was talking about the, the, the Wiley Coyote wall during that Detroit game, and boy, was that a wall, all right, in that second quarter, and, uh, Skoldad O'Brien, it's at Torian Gray, says, roster needs some work, but they could be so much better with a modern offense, and Detroit certainly, certainly showed an example of that, look, look how different Detroit is now. When uh, with uh, Stan Van Gundy having them uh, running that office the way they do, they look kind of like a better Houston Rockets out there right now. You know, more energy, better defense, more intelligent. They're better than the Rockets right now. Detroit's better than the Rockets. They they could beat them in a playoff series or a NBA Finals per se because of opposite conferences. Uh, and then there's a lot of likes and retweets. Seth Heinrichs uh, liked what uh, Skoldad O'Brien said there, as did Tanae Brown and Tanae usually uh, Tanae and Vince uh, were re- retweeting the show as well. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you. Honest to God, thank you very much. You guys only helps a lot. Cynthia Anderson. I'm not, I, I'm not sure if this is a. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a if this is spam or what it is, but it, it helps, I guess. So, I mean, I'll take it. I, well, if anything, it's helping. So, because it posts my show out there, so it's not spam. Thank you. Anything posting my show is not spam. So, thank you very much, Cynthia Anderson. If I go, well, check out the latest Minnesota Timberwolves via, you know, the it's like a weird Twitter link. You know how it's got all the jumbled stuff to make it smaller. Tanae Brown saying. Hope we get to see a Wiggins versus Kawhi Western Conference Finals one day. 
I hope so too, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened when uh, Townsend Wiggins get their heads in gear and start uh, maturing and getting stronger out there. If Wiggins starts getting to that free throw line, he's going to give Kawhi a hell of a time, but Kawhi is one hell of a defensive player, isn't he? And some people say that he's as much of a, he, he's the best two-way player in all of basketball, and he's he's certainly up there. If, if he isn't, he's he's way up there. He's way up at the top. You know, if anything, yeah, basically Kawhi's like a Scottie Pippen. Doesn't score like the the high-end guys, like I think Wiggins will. Uh, that's what people saw Wiggins as, is like a Pippen, but he's I think he's more offensive-minded than, um, than like a Pippen ultra-defense like 18 to 22 points a game and super duper first team defense. Wiggins to me long term looks more of a 26 ish points a game guy and a good defender. Kawhi is more of an 18 to 22 ish and a great defender. So there you go. Il- elite defender, pardon me. And that's what Scotty Pippen was for the Chicago Bulls for a long 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 time and and the Blazers he was kind of like 11 points a game and a and a good defender. He wasn't quite the same for, I don't know, he'd been hurt like way too much in his career. Kawhi has been staying healthy. Good for him. Good for him. Big time there. And unfortunately, it's going to keep the Spurs good, just like the Green Bay bleeping Packers. Oh, they just stay good because they keep getting the right draft pick. I want to say they keep getting lucky. I almost said it, but you know what? No, they, they just do a good job drafting, damn it. And so the Packers and the Spurs do a good job drafting. Regardless how much the Packers hate their 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 general manager, they hate Aaron Rodgers right now. <laughs> Check out Purple Mafia, guys. You'll you'll love that show. I did a huge playoff preview on that one. Damn it! Let's let's go beat those Seattle Seahawks and the Timberwolves. Let's go beat those Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's build some momentum. I'll never forget last year was when Wiggins he 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 put a crack in that that rookie wall that night. He put a big crack in that wall, big spider web, when he out of nowhere attacked that rim with no regard and drew a foul on uh, Kendrick Perkins. I mean, that was an aggressive play that I did not see coming, and that was the beginning of what Andrew Wiggins could be in this league very, very soon, and what he should be, doggone it. There you go. Let's wrap up the show with that thought. I thought the show was going to be super long and end up being about normal, so there you go. Awesome. A little under an hour. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you very much for your loyalty, your kindness, and I want to welcome with open hands to those new to the new listeners out there. And thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you could tell a friend, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you're able to write a review on iTunes or Stitcher, you might even be able to on Double Twist. Though I'm not sure if that's offered on that one or not. But if you could write a review, a nice four or five star rating of a Timberwolves explosion, it only helps the show. It makes it more attractive to the listeners out there, to new potential listeners. So thank you very, very much again for your loyalty and your kindness. And don't be afraid to comment on the page. I really like fan interaction. It really helps. Thank you so much, Hank McCall. You are the gold star winner for this show. It's a platinum gold star, man. I mean, great, 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 awesome stuff. And I love, I love the back and forth, the zings and the fun. Uh, Tanae, awesome, awesome, you know, always. And, and Joe Phillips, keep it up. I uh, always love hearing from you. Randy Santana, who, who'd been inactive for a while. He's back. and Awesome, uh, aggressive conversation. I love it. Really appreciate it, 120,000%. <laughs> Again, just want to hope you guys, hope uh, you have a nice New Year's and everything. And go Vikings in the playoffs with that. But ultimately, go Wolves. Let's get 500 at least out of these four. Thank you.